KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, September 23rd. A San Diego charter school mandates COVID-19 vaccines. More on that next, but first... Let's do the headlines. Last season, there weren't many cases of the flu due to pandemic isolation and social distancing measures. But with many COVID-19 restrictions now gone and people mixing again, this year could be a different story. As we approach flu season, doctors are asking people to get the flu vaccine before the end of October. Dr. Heidi Meyer is a family physician for Kaiser Permanente. The worry is that someone could get the Delta variant and they could also get infected with the seasonal flu that might not normally affect them severely, but if they get both at the same time, a young healthy person could die from the combination of both of those, whereas they would never die from one or the other. Governor Gavin Newsom signed two bills on Wednesday expanding and protecting health care and reproductive rights. It comes in the wake of growing threats across the country to abortion rights. These are dark days. I, I don't think one can understate the consequential nature of the moment that we're living in. The two bills would protect patient information, even from those on a shared health plan like a parent or spouse, as well as making it illegal to harass people going in or out of reproductive health facilities. After days of intense heat and in some areas record-breaking heat, temperatures should start to feel a little bit more like fall today. Forecasters say it'll be cooler with a chance of showers and storms in the mountain and desert areas starting today into early next week. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused many parents to reconsider education options for their children. A new study by the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools reports a 7% increase in charter school enrollment across the U.S. in the last school year. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez takes us to a San Diego charter school taking a lead in COVID safety and vaccination mandates. Partners, which black partner are we meeting with? Urban Discovery School is the textbook example of a charter school. This charter is an independent, public, tuition-free school, offering students more innovative and direct instruction so they can succeed. UDS has a downtown middle and high school campus, along with the K-5 campus, educating 600 students total. COVID feels bigger than all of us. Sean Losher is the CEO responsible for leading the charter school along with its board of trustees. They've now voted to require all eligible students on campus, 12 and older, be vaccinated against COVID-19. It's the first public school system in San Diego County to do this. When we look at the data and the science, we notice that students that are unvaccinated across San Diego County and Los Angeles County 
are much higher risk of getting COVID and being hospitalized for COVID. Parents will have 60 days to comply and get both shots for their children. Perry Turnbull has two children in charter schools. Her youngest, 11-year-old Trevor, is in the fifth grade at UDS. He's learning from home right now because he's decided it's safer until he is eligible for a vaccine. My biggest concern is that as a community, we're not operating um, together, really trying to get through this. I mean, this is a prime example where we can help our children understand that they can be part of the solution. Tina Emmerich has two daughters in the UDS elementary school where she says they are thriving. She's ready to have them vaccinated when the time comes. Because we know that vaccinations work, they're what's going to get us out of this pandemic and it's going to help keep them protected since they're back in school and around more people than we they have been in the last year and a half. Urban Discovery Charter is all in when it comes to COVID safety. School administration officials are in contact with the county in hopes of turning both their campuses into vaccination sites sometime in the near future. That lesson could be coming soon to other school districts. And that reporting from KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez. The family of Earl McNeil, who died in police custody in 2018, will receive a $3,000 settlement from National City. Here's more from KPBS's John Carroll. 40-year-old Earl McNeil had shown up outside the headquarters of National City Police in May of 2018 saying he had a warrant out for his arrest and wanted to turn himself in. But when officers tried to take him into custody, he resisted and spat at them. They put him in a restraining device and placed spit hoods over his head. Later at the jail, a deputy put a t-shirt over the spit hoods. McNeil stopped breathing right after paramedics arrived. They were able to resuscitate him, but he never regained consciousness and his family removed him from life support a couple of weeks later. After District Attorney Summer Steffen declined to press charges against any officers or deputies involved in the arrest, McNeil's family sued National City and the officers and deputies involved. The National City City Council approved a $300,000 settlement last year and gave final approval to it Tuesday night. And that story from KPBS's John Carroll. Last week, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law to effectively end single-family zoning in parts of the state. But researchers predict it won't lead to a drastic increase in new homes. Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon explains. California has a housing affordability crisis, and L.A. County Supervisor Holly Mitchell says that's jeopardizing the American dream of home ownership for many. What does that picture look like? It looks like a single-family home with a lot of land space. I think that picture needs to be expanded, just like images of a family have shifted in this country. Mitchell says friends questioned her decision to buy a duplex 17 years ago, but it allowed her mother to live next door. Last week, the governor signed Senate Bill 9, which allows homeowners to build duplexes, fourplexes, and granny flats on land zoned for single-family homes. But an analysis by researchers at UC Berkeley found new home construction is only physically or financially feasible on about 5% of the state's single-family lots. 
David Garcia co-authored the study. He says while the impact would be modest, these types of homes are exactly what California needs more of. Cinepool 9 has the opportunity to allow more first-time buyers uh, into the market. Opponents to the new law have filed for a ballot initiative to undo the new changes. And that was CAF Radio's Nicole Nixon. Californians conserved less than 2% of water since Governor Gavin Newsom asked for a 15% voluntary reduction in July. KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero explains. Water leaders are ringing alarm bells about a possible third year of drought. It's so dry that it'll take 140% of normal rain and snow to fill reservoirs. Carla Namath is the director of the Department of Water Resources. She says the long-term forecast shows a drying trend. That means there could very likely be little or no water to deliver to many farms and cities next year. It is important for all Californians to be doing what they can be doing in the face of uncertain availability. Still, the state is sticking with voluntary water restrictions, relying on local water agencies, cities, and counties to enforce stricter measures. And that was KQED's climate reporter, Ezra David Romero. In the Central Valley southeast of Fresno, the KNP Complex fire continues to burn in Sequoia National Park. Cap Radio's Nick Miller has more. This past weekend, the flames reached the giant forest, and that's a grove of 2,000 huge sequoia trees. Firefighters wrapped the base of the world's largest tree, the General Sherman, in fire-resistant aluminum, and this type of wrapping already saved the four guardsmen. Those are four trees at the entrance of the forest. The Sequoia and Kings National Parks are closed due to the fires. Blazes in the area have burned into at least four other groves of sequoias, but firefighters haven't been able to determine how much damage was done. The KNP complex fire started on September 10th and has burned more than 28,000 acres. Officials forecast even more active fire weather the rest of the week. And that was Cap Radio's Nick Miller reporting from Sacramento. Coming up, an Egyptian vulture hatched at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Old world vultures tend to take more food directly from the parents' beaks. Um, they'll eat through regurgitation, but they also take little, little bits. So we do actually pick up pieces of food and, and hand it to the chick. It's the first time the species has reproduced in captivity in North America. That's next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. The San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance has done something no other North American zoo has managed to do. Wildlife specialists have helped hatch an Egyptian vulture, an endangered carrion eater that travels between Europe and Africa. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has more. Daisy Rivas walks between large wired enclosures in a quiet area on the eastern edge of the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Hi guys, good morning. Hi girl. 
This off-exhibit area is home to a pair of striking white vultures. The male with fluffy white plumage sits on a perch surveying Rivas. The female on the ground, but at a distance. They are such special vultures. They're the only tool-using vultures, so they're very smart birds. They use rocks to break open ostrich eggs. Um, they take a lot of the different parts of the carcass that larger birds can't get to. Interaction like this is limited because Rivas wants the birds to keep their healthy distrust of people. In fact, much of the monitoring happens inside a shed out of the bird's sight. There's a cabinet with video screens. So this is a great view of our nesting area for the breeding pair of Egyptian vultures. An elevated square box serves as a nest. The birds typically clear a flat, rocky area to lay an egg. Inside the plywood shelter, there is a barrier that can keep the eggs from falling. The nest is screened from a pair of territorial palm nut vultures that are in the next enclosure. It's also good for them to not be able to see these guys um, when they're sitting so that they don't get distracted. The mating pair has done something not accomplished before in North America. They produced and fertilized an egg, which hatched earlier this year. Park's lead condor care specialist, Ron Webb, showed us the trailer where the endangered chick was puppet fed. We have one-way windows in here, so uh, as long as this light's on and this light's off, she can't see us. Jamila, as she's been named, was brought to this feeding station in a small white bowl filled with snuggly animal hair. Those faint squeaks told keepers that she was hungry and ready to eat. The feedings started with a simple sock puppet and a pair of tweezers. Old world vultures tend to take more food directly from the parents' beaks. Um, they'll eat through regurgitation, but they also take little, little bits. So we do actually pick up pieces of food and, and hand it to the chick uh, with the puppet. As the bird grew, the sock puppet was replaced by a more realistic one that staff used to care for condor chicks. When they're young, it's easy. Um, when they get older, they start pulling on them and yanking and like they do with a parent skin in the, in the nest box. That tiny tan chick is now fully fledged and a bit nervous with human visitors. Jamila grabs the fence and pumps her wings as if to let everyone know this is her territory. The vulture's arrival is being cheered by international conservation groups. Yes, it is very welcome to have a broader network of zoos that have that species and can potentially provide birds for, for release programs. Stefan Oppel is a conservation scientist for the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. He says more than half of the vulture's population has been lost to hunting, poison, and electrocution in the last 40 years. The population continues falling in parts of Europe and Africa, but there are conservation successes. In southern France and in northern Spain and uh, on the on the Canary Islands, intensive conservation programs have actually managed to reverse the fortune of the Egyptian vulture by working very closely with communities, by changing the way we build electricity infrastructure. And while it's tough to help correct the challenges the birds are facing in the wild half a world away. That's a female you just saw in the back fly over to the perch. The male's up there. Rivas hopes the breeding effort in San Diego will grow here and expand to other North American zoos. She says that'll strengthen the species' chances for survival. And that reporting from KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson. 
And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.